I'm the ghost of technically the second week of November from all the literature and stories where that's a thing. Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your co-host, Mike, one co-host, also Mike, also on the line. Look, we know it's late, and it's going to be after Election Day by the time you listen to this episode, but, uh, you know, sicknesses and illnesses and personal health being what it is, we're still doing the scaries, damn it. Uh, that's what we have on tap for us <laughs> ourselves today, Mike. Halloween is not allowed to end until we say so. And depending on how Election Day turns out, maybe it's the most horrifying time of year anyway right now. So this could be very apropos. Words of wisdom from MMO, <laughs> just, you know, ongoing words of wisdom is watch mm-hmm. horror movies year round like we yeah. do. And we cover this genre like crazy. And I love it. And this was one of the more fun binge watches of my life. Now, you made the binge watch go a little longer than <laughs> we expected, yeah. but... I mean, we had fun in the interim. I, I wish I could have recorded another solo or had a guest. I mean, my, my life was crazy this last week, uh, like I was talking to you in the pre-show as well. But mm-hmm. no, not as not as bad as yours. So I, yeah, I, this, I'm glad you're back. That's all. This I went saying. off the rails a little bit. Our apologies for missing uh, last week, but, you know, one week in the last five years or so where we don't have content. I think that's an okay pace to keep up. But, yeah, uh, Mike's life was crazy. I am still, as you can hear, and I will be hopefully editing out all the coughs, but I'm still cutting over bronchitis, which started as a double bacterial infection. And I've just, my immune system is, is shit. So uh, we have our own personal horrors to deal with. But like Mike said, we were able to, to watch against the backdrop of what the movie industry gave us in terms of horror for 2022 so we as a change up to the scaries which is our annual horror movie award show usually we do a theme but this year we don't have to there's been so much good and new horror for 2022 we have a 2022 focused scaries this year i think it's proper because it's been an awesome year in horror and we watch the quantities like we live up to it like we're the nerdy academy members we're the academy members that uh if they take you know if you go out to an event and, and everybody's laughing and joking and singing and talking not shop, we're still talking shop in the corner as wallflowers, <laughs> and we don't really partake in the dance. I guess this is just what we are in real life, isn't this? Yeah. yeah. Aren't we just the party pooper? Anyway. Cynics is the word. We watched <laughs> all the movies, though. Right. I, I, I am proud of both of us for watching more than a quorum here. Now, that being said, did we watch every single one? No, we missed some. I don't know if... If you saw Hellraiser, Terrifier I, I 2. Did, I, didn't, I didn't get through Hellraiser. I didn't see Terrifier 2. I, I'm like halfway through Hellraiser right now. I did see, what was that one that I was surprised I saw? Um, the Sadness? You did see that. I did see that too. I, Boy, I that was, was shocked <laughs> to have watched that. I'm surprised you made it through that. Gross. Yeah. Blah. Not your cup of tea. <laughs> I mean, and right from the jump too. Mm-hmm. Just... Mm-hmm. Really gives you a whole new perspective on how you feel about eye sockets, I think. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I also didn't watch Fall because I'm scared of heights. I didn't watch that either. I know about it. I Here's the thing. I did, for some of these, the thing that you hate, which is I just needed to like know what happened, so I like did the Mr. Movie Reaction or whatever that guy's name is on YouTube. I like looked up synopsises and, and spoiler reviews and stuff like that for things I haven't seen, and I was thinking of you the whole time each and every time I did that. How do I react to this? 
Because I don't even know what you've seen or what you've re- like. So, are you going to play coy this whole episode about what you've seen and what you've watched, Mister uh, Reaction to? What? Who is this guy? You know, who is this criminal <laughs> that should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law? For who is this piece of shit? Well, it's not even him. It's just the idea of what he does because he only does like TV shows for the most part, not movies. This so is really easily the thing. Up. No, I wrote a rant later in the episode because you wrote this in. <laughs> uh, this uh-huh. is easily what I hate most about you. If I could hypnotize yeah. you uh-huh. into changing one thing about who you are, it's yeah. this. Yeah. I hate this about. I hate that you will spoil yourself. You are but a self information. It's Why? so efficient, Mike. It's so short and succinct and i get the information i need to know but you can't just watch the thing but why watch it in an hour and a half when i can watch it in five so it's minutes? so you do this when you don't really want to watch the movie but you when i don't think i will get to take sitting down for two hours with it at some point in the near future yes and that's that's usually when i do it yeah so you're basically but here's the thing like i don't know where your movie watching begins and where your right. cheating ends right. because this is a dirty cheat correct but that's not the why i'm angry i'm like, genuinely <laughs> angry with you because like you'll you'll cheat and spoil mm-hmm. yourself at something that i think is good and now yeah. you can't watch that and i can't know that you should watch that and then i can't feel good about you have you getting to watch something yes how does this <laughs> help me this doesn't help me i'm in it for me you understand <laughs> Yeah, I'm but, looking out for A1 here. But what if, like, what if, like, your future wife mm-hmm. wants a theoretical? <laughs> your daughter, your future daughter yeah. uh-huh. wants to watch something with her future daddy. Yeah. And you have already been spoiled by a five minute YouTube video. Well, then I will watch it. What's it matter that I know what happens? It matters because you won't embrace. I don't think I've ever actually sat down and watched the sword and the stone from Disney, but I understand that the guy gets the sword out of the stone at the end. <laughs> like, this is a slippery, really... slippery slope. Can you imagine if the Oscars monologue digressed in the same way that we're digressing now? If next year's Jimmy Kimmel just started arguing with the producer? By the way, I'm happy Jimmy Kimmel got the just screw everyone. This is we should we can't take time off because it's just going to be tangents and just subjective <laughs> anger at things when we finally get back on a live mic. Just but taking out everybody. all the resentment of missed <laughs> missed episodes, which I the PC be. culture of ourselves that we usually are so trying to be so buttoned up and nice to everyone. Everybody has a problem with Jimmy Kimmel. Go to hell. <laughs> he's a he's a great Oscar host. I I love that he got the job again. I'm not terribly upset. Did I want a a funner person. I don't know. Maybe I did. I, Jimmy I, Kimmel has done a press tour saying that if what happened last year on stage happened when he was host, he would have gone right out there because he thinks that's the host's job to get things under control. One of the biggest criticisms was that the Oscars and the people running the show last year didn't seem to know what to do after that moment. And there was chaos backstage as much as there was on stage. Like, I, I think that's a good thing. You want the host to be able to grab that situation by the horns. He says he would have. I believe he would have. He kind of did with the Moonlight fiasco when he hosted a couple of years he ago. Kinda he kind of went out of there and bumbled like the rest of them. But he, you're right. He was, he was the face. Presence. He was the face presence. in front of the camera. Right. There. Not that anyone knows what to actually do in, that, in such a scenario. But, you know, what are we talking about today? I think we're going to talk about uh, spoilers <laughs> and when they should. No, uh, today's scaries is going to be light to low. It's probably not going to be no spoilers. We're going to dance on the edge of some 
MMO consideration to be spoilers, spoilers, because usually we're like, all right, it's a spoiler if it goes beyond the marketing or beyond the plot premise, because that's out there. But I mean, we got to build off something to talk about it, right? I mean, we can't just mm-hmm. could be be completely vague, like most movie critics are. Uh, just you know, it's it's about breathing air on the planet Earth and what <laughs> what it means to be human. The what it means to be human award uh, is not yeah. something we're going to give out on the scaries today. No, yeah, that's that's a good uh, a good warning. We're gonna try not to spoil things, but inevitably there might be some stuff that we uh, tiptoe on. You're absolutely right, but uh, like we said, it's going to be a full fledged award show about all categories that are custom made by also Mike here, who was who was manning the dock, and we're going to ask each other back and forth these different questions and categories and the nominees, and we're going to discuss about all things horror having to do that came out in 2022, curated by yours truly and. Mm-hmm. With, I hope, the taste that the Academy would follow. That's what I want to become. I want to become a tastemaker in this industry of awards. The liaison between the Academy and horror. That's right. And and not just for the movies, but for the actual categories. I think these categories can really work on a larger scale. And to start things off today, Michael, Mm -hmm. lots of horror movie settings involved content creators, actors, and artists this year. So the first award, I think has to involve the two of us and naturally let's begin delusionally as we usually Mm -hmm. do and and imagine if we recorded an mmo episode inside one of these movies let's give an award to the film that gives us the best setting to do that so okay of course i want to talk about an award where we we need to lead off this. in a yeah. hypothetical situation. Right. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. how this episode's going to go today. It's just complete nonsense. So no, <laughs> uh, look, if we recorded an episode at Studio Six 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 where the Foo Fighters became possessed by demon rockers, what would sure. it be like? If we recorded an episode at the ranch in Texas where a lady named Pearl rents out a guest house, mm-hmm. clearly decent acoustics in there. If we recorded an episode during a hurricane when our idiot friends were posting TikToks. Yeah. Playing that bo- feels like uh, bodies, bodies, bodies <laughs> setting feels like every MMO recording, I want to say. That's right. Uh, and then we could record an episode at Chrissy's Haunted House in Deadstream. I feel like that's something I would be up for and you would not. Well, we could put a pin in that. Uh, Or we could record an episode after a live performance. Like a lot of people do post-game or (laughs) post-event YouTube casts and podcasts. Maybe we should. I mean, we kind of do this after watching a movie. But after a live performance by Chloe, uh, uh, Leia Seydoux, Viggo Mortensen, or Ear Man, the dude (laughs) with all the ears on his body in Athens, Greece there, Crimes of the Future. I mean, I, I wonder how that would go. So where do you think we would do our best work michael so i I think the easy answer right just with the i mean it's a studio studio 666 is an actual recording (laughs) studio so that's the easy answer but we'd have to go into that knowing that one of us is going to end up being possessed right or do we just deal with a possessed dave Grohl under those circumstances what happens there i think you're a more interesting character just in life because i'm more the dork (laughs) you're the wild card yeah and sure. and since you're already a wild card, maybe I could be the wild card for once. You're then, more unhinged if you're possessed is what if you're saying. If I'm possessed by a yeah. demon, mm-hmm. then we got two wild cards. Yeah, and, I could and, see that actually. Yeah, I could see that working, yeah. And I've as I've always said regarding screenwriting, when you're writing a script, 
you know, be glad we aren't helping you write it. But <laughs> that old MMO limerick. <laughs> no, I think I think two wild cards is a good screenwriting, uh, you know, trope. But maybe I'm an idiot. So what what, what do you pick here? Do you do you pick Studio Six? It's Studio. Well, it's Studio Six 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 because look at the other the other options are so similar and doing the same thing except they're not studios. Which Studio Six 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 each like we can go to the house in in Pearl or or, or I guess X or whatever you want to call it because mm-hmm. they they clearly shot something there, but. If we're going to shoot something, let's go to a place where there's recording equipment set up and, like, there's a studio for it, right? We can go to the house in Deadstream, but if we're going to deal with Poltergeist anyway, let's just go to the studio where there's Poltergeist. I do think Pearl leaves you alone for most of the day. Mm-hmm. Fair. You know, she may, you know, you know, she may come by at a certain time. I'm not going to spoil the movie. but Yeah. And, and she may, you know, try to kill you. I mean, we, we, you know <laughs> that from the marketing. There is that, yes. But she's going to give you peace during the, the recording, the actual recording of the podcast. So I think we could do a normal show then. I don't, like, I don't function well recording with K. Like, I can't do it. Like, if there's shit going on, I can't do very well. Like, we're, we will talk about the thunder and lightning if it's outside the, the lawnmowers. So, yeah. like, Deadstream, there's no way I'm as... going to do well in a zombie demon infested whatever haunted house and then bodies 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 annoying teenage like the (laughs) the complete mushy bowl of nonsense my brain is after working with (laughs) teenagers all day not good so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that ranch in west texas was where i would do the best show maybe oh wow okay maybe you can hang tougher but yeah no just a bunch of over the studio did you watch the uh beatles documentary no i did not it it's just a cacophony of tuning your instruments (laughs) and just ribble rabble I see. So your understanding is that you don't want to do Studio Six 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 because you would be in there with the Foo Fighters. I would be in there with the possessed, the possessed Foo Fighters, Mm -hmm. and they would be just you know trying to make beautiful music. But it's no, I I, we can't record under those conditions. Yeah, I want silence. If there was a movie horror movie about silence this year, that that would be the best episode for me. And therefore, again, that's why you know. You, I need to be the possessed one in this theoretical situation. <laughs> you can only haunt with under, with pristine conditions. If anyone's making noise, you cannot possibly be bothered to haunt. All right. Well, let's get serious for once. But uh, yeah. let's talk about the award for worst food in a horror movie. We have Flux Gourmet about a chef band trio of performance artists where they have faulty audio equipment hooked up to lidless blenders at a table of, you know, frying pans, cooking whatever nonsense they're cooking, adjacent to naked uh, performative dance, you know, interpretive dance. I give you credit because that was not what I would concentrate on if I were summarizing this movie <laughs> for the first time to someone else. But I understand why you started there. Of all the movies I like, I you'll never know if I actually watched or not from how I present. I actually did sit through Flux Gourmet because uh, I, I names are going to be at a premium. My head is still mushed. Dickinson, Dick, Scott Strickland, Dickinson? Strickland, Strickland. Thank Peter you, Strickland. Peter, uh, Peter Strickland. Good God, not even close. Peter Strickland. Emily Dickinson. Yeah, Emily Dickinson, who I do. Peter Strickland, who I love as a director, and I just have to watch it because he's just off the wall batshit crazy and he did not disappoint 
it was batshit crazy, yeah. and the food did emphasis not emphasis on batshit. Yeah. yeah, the food did not look good. Uh, Crimes of the future. The food also did not look good, and I, I'm surprised that's what they ate. But okay, so I didn't watch all of Crimes of the Future, but I'm to understand that humans in this future are just newborn puppies that are brought home for the first couple of weeks before they're trained at all. They're just eating plastic everywhere. <laughs> There's lots of peculiar behavior. <laughs> okay, I would agree with you. He seems to like what he's eating, though. I mean, we've sure, all, yeah, you know. If you're, I mean, we all watch food porn, and if Guy Fieri <laughs> didn't have that face of pure, just divine joy after mm-hmm. he bites into a sandwich, would we keep watching him? Guy Fieri is is like a microcosm for just Americana because he's a, here's a guy who started off as annoying and everyone hated and everyone memed. And now everybody references because they love him and respect him. And he has not changed him. Nothing changed about him. He just stood there the entire time. God you, bless him. You want to watch that man eat. You want to watch <laughs> Vigo Mortensen eat. Yeah. So I give that, them that credit. Anyway, worst food, longest award show ever. Uh, Hellbender <laughs> uh, people. Uh, bones and all people, <laughs> right? Fresh people, but he's a kind of a brilliant chef. Mm-hmm. And then Mad God, I think it's people, but it might just be various mashed up monsters turned into goops and paste. I but didn't I didn't watch Mad God? Um, I know I know about it. I saw the visuals from it, but that's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> Worst food, Michael. <laughs> just looked like nonsense. <laughs> um, so. I I wish I could uh, contradict you. It was kind of nonsense, but it was very well animated by. uh, Good, I'm glad. Uh, As a man, I'm insulted by Sebastian Stan's portrayal of a man in Fresh. (laughs) You're telling me this guy's a doctor and a husband and a chef and has time to hold multiple people hostage and perform at-home surgery off the clock? I was just literally in my bed for two full weeks. Never mind having the time to do all these things. I could not move. And this guy's just living this life with all these different personalities and stuff. And he's got the fuck you, Sebastian Stanton Fresh. <laughs> That's your takeaway? Yeah. You're like, <laughs> this guy is so much more productive than yes! me. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's unrealistic. It's an unrealistic bar. Are you going to watch Dahmer and be like, where does he find the time? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, worse food. <laughs> Worst food, Mike says uh, he's emasculated by uh, Sebastian Stan's character. Yeah. Uh, five. That's oh, right. God. <clears throat> I don't know what my answer is, though. It's probably Flux Gourmet just because I don't trust them. Yeah, but Flux Gourmet was the only one with actual food. Yeah, but it didn't look it looked yucky they're rolling around in it <laughs> naked on the floor like at least i know Sebastian stan has you right where he fucking wants you because he's all he does is do a little prep work with the human meat and all of a sudden it's fucking delicious and it beats out actual food at least i know it's it's been sourced properly <laughs> i don't know what's going on in flux gourmet uh-huh Fair. All right. Uh, How about which movie about eating people made you the hungriest? Fresh. The people that were prepared by Sebastian Stan look fucking delicious. Delicious. (laughs) Bravo. (laughs) Bellissimo. I mean, the meatballs. Yeah. 
I would eat Janet or whatever the fuck he was serving all day if, if he presented it, especially the candlelight dinner. Are you kidding he me? He went the extra mile yeah. for presentation. He took the time and he sprinkled a little garnish I defy you to find me a surgeon working around the world right now who has that kind of time to prepare those meals. Never mind source the food, as you put it. Well, as hell, he did. Hell, hellbender, just a spoon. I mean, bones and all. Gollum ate better. <laughs> uh, and Mad God, like I said, a lot of question marks there. <laughs> <laughs> just so, in general, I think, yeah. Probably by, I mean, uh, look, I mean, Fresh probably would have won this category in other years. <laughs> yeah, Never mind Fresh, this year. Fresh, I mean, Fresh would have beaten Little Women for best movie food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree. All right. Dance scene most deserving of movie depth. Depth. Mm-hmm. Um, not depth. Like, or, or, you know, a, a respectable Oscars podcast would say. Right. No, I want these characters to die because the, of the way they second embarrassment. Yeah. Right. We have Matthew Smith's Milo and Morbius in front of that mirror. That's a scene. We have Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan and Fresh in the living and room. And he can dance, too. Fuck you, Sebastian <laughs> Stan and Fresh. We have Emma and Cecilia and Sissy on the stage at the bachelorette party. Oh, God. Very cringy. cringy. Great, great movie. Shudder in general, I'm sure it'll come up a bunch of times. Shudder in general has been aces. I did. I, I enjoyed Sissy as well for, for a lot of the massacre. But mm-hmm. Mia Goth and Pearl on that stage. Everything about Mia Goth in Pearl cringes me out. The Munsters block party was pretty I did not watch Pretty this. fun. I tried to find... Uh, Herman stand up because you reference it later on mm-hmm. in this episode. I tried to find clips from it. There's just not clips of it on YouTube yet. Come on, Rob Zombie's The Monsters was entertaining, Mike. I should not have put this category. I should have not put this movie in this category because The Monsters Block Party looked like a lot of fun. It looked like the what? Which Halloween movie? I think one of the zombie movies. No, I'm sorry. Scream recently had a Halloween party that looked pretty fun. This one looked pretty fun. All right. I just love the monsters and I have such resentment towards Rob Zombie still from what he did to Halloween. <laughs> Even though I like Halloween too, the first 20 minutes of Halloween too, some of the best in all of the Halloween franchise. Look, the monsters is annoying, but if you like have annoying friends, which I do. This is hitting a little too close to home. <laughs> if you are an annoying friend, which we both are, <laughs> then you gotta love some things about the monsters, like that movie. Yeah. I mean, and if you're contrarians like us, and everybody says it's terrible, and how dare, how dare Rob Zombie make this film? You gotta find something to love about it, right? Mm. And then tweet about it to to all our thousands of followers, and therefore just lose however many dozens we did on that particular <laughs> morning. I'm sorry about that. No. <laughs> I think that might have more to do with Twitter's new owner than you, but go ahead. Anyway, dance scene most deserving of movie death. The final nominee is Corey and Allison at the bar in Halloween Ends. That's a terrible dance. I didn't expect more of them. I expected oh, just, a terrible that's just dance. just young teenage love blossoming on a dance floor. Nobody lays down and does the... <laughs> Bug flipped over. The bug flipped over. Well, let me t- let me introduce you to my friend Austin Powers when uh, Mr. Mojo Ryzen is playing. All right, good point. <laughs> um, 
So one of the many rabbit holes I went down with the man of recaps uh, style of YouTube spoiling, even though he is, again, I want to say he is not the guy responsible for this. He's just the first Mm -hmm. one that comes to mind. No, Uh, it's it's his fault because I can't blame you. I'm just going to deflect. Caught up on every anger. episode of The Walking Dead through the Man of Recaps, though. So he is no, you have it. You have yeah. it. You've you've mm. cheated the test. Basically, I've watched them all. Um, <laughs> one of those rabbit holes I went down was Doctor Who, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't watch any of the shows, but yeah, I checked just, in. Let, let's just piss everybody off. <laughs> let's piss. Like we've been building a following. Across yeah. the pond now for a while. Like uh-huh. we, we have Olive Branches reached <laughs> out. It all. all it took was two weeks, and I'm just burning it all. David <laughs> Long. We have guests from over there, Amy yeah. Smith, yeah. and all these beautiful people that we've come yeah. to, you know, Correct. call genuine friends. And, sure. and here you are just yeah. <clears throat> flux yeah. gourmet, so- flux gourmet all over the <laughs> floor. So I spoiled all of Doctor Who since 2005 <laughs> without watching a single episode. Uh, Matt Smith, second longest reigning doctor to David Tennant, uh-huh. and arguably has had the most post-doctor film success. Pride, Prejudice, and Vampires. Obviously, he was in this Morbius. You would think that with the... He was in The Crown. You would think that with all these high-profile castings and rubbing shoulders, at some point along the way, somebody would have taught him how to dance. <laughs> And that's just not the case. He looks like Elaine from Seinfeld in this Morbius scene. He he's not a good dancer. Uh, I don't know if he's the worst though. I think the sissy dance scene had me cringing the worst. Really? Okay. Because that like she did not want to be up there, and I just felt like if somebody brought me on stage during their bachelorette party, oh god. But she at least knew. She was being awkward. Matt Smith was like being the cool villain. It was obviously they wanted to like have a reminiscent to Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man three type dance, the emo mm-hmm. dance scene. I, I get that. I get the call back there, but it made me viscerally uncomfortable to watch him. Well, I, I, uh, I, uh, I don't disagree. However, I thoroughly disagree with the fact that you used that example there's a 35-minute video put out by the BBC of all the Doctor regenerations. It's a great watch. Use that example <laughs> to pitch this just bane of my existence, this scourge yeah. <laughs> on all that is artistically... Seems like a good show. People should watch it, I think. Unwholesome <laughs> and wrong. Anyway. did you Do you know anything about the latest twitch, twist with Doctor Who? The newest Doctor? Do you know anything about it? This is like if Peyton and Eli Manning hosted the Oscars <laughs> right now. This is what would happen. The worst. It's been. This is actually the perfect episode for us to get back to after two weeks because we got to find our footing again. Or so nobody should listen to this. Maybe and maybe we'll get our wish. We'll see. Worst, Michael. Worst or best achievement? Putting out a Halloween episode in the second week of November. I think second, we're on our way. Right after, right after the midterms. Worst or best achievement in entertainment stage act? Mm. Flux Gourmet, just lidless blenders, haywire mm-hmm. sound equipment, naked yelling. Then shit, don't. <laughs> Don't don't forget about the shit. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was or if it was just there. So were it's pretending. not right. I don't know because the the, the stagehand comes over afterwards and like start like eats it. Eat, 
Right. So either it's clearly fake poop or everybody's just disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's my review of the movie. I don't know if it was shit. It's a good good review. It's a solid review. Was it shit? If it was shit? I don't think so. Is it a better movie or a worse movie if it was shit? Does the gastrointestinal... Does that storyline... Is that necessary at all? Other than to just make people uncomfortable and have the comedy of them walking through the forest, like doing these deep Zen talks while this guy can't stop having flatulence. They put it in the trailer, too. They marketed the movie on that character. Weird movie. I mean, Peter Strickland. What a guy. Gotta what, love him. What, what a director. Uh, Hellbender. Hellbender, the mother-daughter band of witches perform like intermittently throughout the film as a mother-daughter hard rock metal band and it is really fun to watch and extremely corny but okay i give I them know nothing credit. about this one so this is worst or best achievement in entertainment stage act crimes of the future has to have multiple nominees here yeah. i would say like Earman and obviously mm-hmm. the leia say do scene and then of course the vigo scenes mm-hmm. um so to each their own. Uh, the Foo Fighters, they'll... I mean, this is theoretical. I know they're performing for us, not on a stage, though, but they're possessed, and, you know, sure. it could be a good good show. Uh, Herman Munster, stand-up comedian. <laughs> Look, at, he was funny, and he made jokes that I would just be proud to have <laughs> said on MMO, and I think this is why I just kind of have a soft spot for the Munsters as a film. And I, I don't care. Who knows it? Fair uh, enough. And then Pearl and Pearl, you better effing clap. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> if you're in that room, that's all yeah. I know. <laughs> Michael, the correct answer is Flux Gourmet. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's good or bad. Uh, the worst or best achievement. All right. The best achievement and also, Mike, inappropriate laughter. Okay. The nominees are The Last Shot of Crimes of the Future. <laughs> The first bite of Bones and All. You're sick. The ending of Men. <laughs> during the pool scene of Choose or Die. Yeah. yeah. Or when Downton Abbey's Robert Earl of Grantham <laughs> and Paddington's daddy was a serial murderer and his chin was still so cleft. <laughs> I cannot answer this. I cannot give myself an award here. I did write the sh- award show where I give you the opportunity to give me an award. So if you please, yeah, it's very kind and humble and gracious of you. Um, <laughs> if you would please hand me this gold statue. <laughs> Why don't you love me, daddy? Uh, so it's bones and all you saw at the New York film festival, right? I did. I was in a room of a, th- I mean, that's 1100 people. Right. 1100. You were there with, with snobby film folk. I was this only one. Yes. The only one who laughed. I agree. I, I mean, agree that's the you. answer. <laughs> that's that's MMO in a nutsh in a three second clip. That's MMO. I agree. I, I I endorse this academy's <laughs> inappropriate decision. laughter as as everybody else is there trying to hobnob and rub shoulders with Luca Guadagnino on this u- uber serious cannibal movie. <laughs> All right, let's get this award show back on the rails. Uh, this I this feels like uh, we just had. We just had Laura Dern on stage wearing a Muppet, just <laughs> rambling on for no reason about whatever. Uh, I can't. I, I might leave all the coughs in. 
<laughs> you think they'll add to the comic value? You're choking up a lung. Well, I guess you left those in, but all right. Uh, and the nominees for the most cursed characters of 2022 are mm-hmm. The Cursed. Go on. You Are Not My Mother. Interesting movie. Moloch, Moloch, Moloch. I get con- Moloch and Saloom. I get confused. Which one is 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 Moloch the witch one? Moloch was or the the demon one. Uh, I don't. They're both kind of the wit the demon one. I get confused. Anyway, Moloch was in Scotland. No, keep going. <laughs> Not at all, Scotland. <laughs> Right, no, Moloch was the, the, yeah, okay. Uh, The couch scene at the end of the movie, right? Yes, Netherlands, or the Netherlands. This is, again, just offend everyone at once in one episode. (laughs) Scotland, why did, I mean, they're speaking English. Of course it was not Scott, but they're not speaking Scottish uh, accents. I watch 65 horror films this year, folks, (laughs) and I work with kids, did I mention that? I'm just shot. Anyway, Smile, most cursed characters of 2022. I haven't gotten to it yet, and I'm ashamed well, of myself. Well, this is not your fault, though. You're actually doing a civic... I mean, yeah. it's your civic duty not to cough up a lung. I was hoping, since we were so late on the scaries, that Smile would hit VOD and I'd have a chance to get to it. But You're going to see Smile. Out. Yeah, of, of course, absolutely. A thousand percent. And you should. Um, glorious... What Most... a fucking bizarre movie. <laughs> One great joke, though. Oh, my God, did I laugh hard. Uh, Saloom on, on Shudder there. They're pretty yep. cursed. That whole town's pretty cursed. True. Senegal uh, village just cursed in its own right. And then She Will, the whole woods of She Will, uh, and that was in Scotland, the moors. Like, the ground is just filled with the blood of the yeah, Really don't cursed. Think I, don't think I saw She Will. Um, how would you compare She Will to something like Saloom? I would rank Saloom ahead of it, but She okay. Will, the artistry of it is is hey, the, what a unique setting. I mean, who knew the mud could do that and just seep mm. through the floor? Anyway, I did not see Hellraiser, Incantation, Pray for the Devil, my breast, my breast friend's exorcism, boobies, <laughs> my best friend's exorcism. <laughs> I did not see these films. You saw at least one of them, correct? I did. Well, one I, and a half. I, said I was watching it and then I fell asleep. So uh, my best friend's exorcism, not great. Hellraiser put you to sleep? No, but my... <laughs> 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 that's a good joke. My best friend's exorcism. <laughs> Hellraiser did not put me to sleep. I just haven't finished it yet. But uh, I, I, I listened to the audiobook. My best friend's exorcism. Awful. Just yeah, awful. Not, not great. Not great. One of the um, worst audiobook experiences ever. The most cursed characters of 2022. I have heard nothing about Pray for the Devil, by the way. Has anyone seen that? It got crushed. Did it? By critics. Did not. I didn't see. I, I heard literally nothing about it. You liked the trailer. I did. I was a big fan of the trailer. I mean, I'm I'm ambivalent. I don't really care. Um, I'm Which hoping. probably is not what ambivalent means. What does ambivalent uh, mean? We've come this far. It doesn't matter. What are words, you know? We should be politicians. I'm hoping the answer to this is smile. Having mixed feelings or contradictory ideas. Yeah, I did. I'm ambivalent. I used it correctly. The answer is smile, though, to, okay, to, that's, that's, to delayed reaction. Uh, which is interesting since you would think coming. the cursed has the most cursed characters of 2022. They're pretty cursed. Yeah. They're pretty cursed. That was, like, not the working title, though. When I saw it at Sundance, it was like... 
eight something, eight week. No, what the hell? Oh, I don't even know. I can't Nine remember. I can't remember titles after they're fixed. Never mind <laughs> working titles. Come on, folks. I'm getting old. Um, but That's the cursed a... is not the answer. All right. We'll, we'll say smile. And speaking of beings that are cursed, since I got sick from a tiny child in the first place, we'll talk about worst <laughs> kids here. Uh, the, the These are going to be performer and character categories. We'll start with worst kids from a movie. We have the ones in Hellbender. We have Orphan First Kill. I guess you got to put an asterisk next to that, unless you're talking about uh, Orphan <laughs> First Kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Innocence Hatching, My Best Friend's Exorcism, Good Night Mommy, and Firestarter. You watched the Good Night Mommy remake? I can't bring myself to do not. it. I did not. I put that in here because I've seen the original. Yeah, I have to. And those kids are dubious, let's just say. Very I, good. I love the original. Yeah, same. Freaky. I, I heard that the remake was bad, and I just I stayed away. I, I get it. Like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to chastise people for I just, I can at least understand the point usually when it comes to remakes. I do not understand the point of remaking Goodnight Mommy, but regardless. No, it's unbelievable that I'm not picking Orphan First Kill, and I am picking The Innocence. Like, That's those, what I would think. Those kids were awful even the good ones just the worst i mean i only have the trailer to go off on but it seems like the 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 kids and the innocents are just literally evil i mean there is a hell-bending witch as a child (laughs) in another one of these films and i'm picking the innocents just normal kids walking around an allegory for puberty (laughs) they're awful and i saw this at the freaking guggenheim with a bunch of Fifi people. I was one of them. You're covered in barbecue sauce. You guys see bones and all? <laughs> no, I saw this at New Directors New Films. But I don't think I had barbecue beforehand. What did I eat before that? I was late to the movie. Oh, because I went to, uh, I had shepherd's pie. There you go. Right. <laughs> it was a warm day, and I still had shepherd's pie because I was determined. <laughs> To go to an Irish pub and eat shepherd's pie. Anyway, the, those kids suck. Well, let's go from worst kids to best young actor. <laughs> Anna Cobb from We're All Going to the World's Fair. Madeline McGraw of The Black Phone. Kemvalthu Jonas Rizia. I apologize for my pronunciation because I know I murdered that, but that's from Good Madam. Mm-hmm. Mason Thames from The Black Phone. Zelda Adams from Hellbender. Siri Solalina from Hatching. Zelda Adams is probably a talent to watch in the near future because she starred and directed, co-directed this movie with her parents during quarantine. Wow. Like the best quarantine movie that I've seen. And we've seen some awful ones, Michael. Mm -hmm. And we've seen some pretty decent ones and movies that people either love or hate polarizing ones divisive as an Oscars critic might say like Malcolm and Marie, but (laughs) hellbender was obviously the best just way to spend your quarantine that we should have done but didn't anyway madeline mcgraw is my answer from the black phone oh wow good that whole movie rested on her performance i don't know how she pulled it off she has resources that uh children shouldn't have especially with the subject matter in the black phone so madeline mcgraw gets mine uh how about you probably the same i mean she was very good and you're right she does have the emotional heft of that movie is kind of on her shoulders and her shoulders alone. There is some rough scenes. I We, we touched on those in our review. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it, you know, I'll pick her, but it warms my heart that 
horror has been treated in such a way in the last half decade or so where there's so many serious performances from people of all ages coming to it and kind of bringing their A-game along the way. I, I, I think it's in good hands. We can hopefully soon retire the transcending the genre moniker. Yeah, let's for do a that. Decent horror movie. Well, I know? like I like that people are coming out against the elevated horror stuff. Sure, yeah, me too. And even it's you know it's being ripped apart in the screen movies, so that's cool too. All mm-hmm. right, best lead actress in an action or horror thriller. Uh, Michael, we had to because the lead actress category is so loaded. We yeah. had to switch this up and break these down into genre category so this is best lead actress in an action or thriller horror film make a monroe from watcher tiki palmer from nope melissa barrera of scream georgina campbell of barbarian amber mid thunder in prey or daisy edgar jones in fresh yeah this is going back to my point look at all these great performances we've had this year and just again you split the categories there's more to come so I think these are all worthy of being called the best for an action or thriller horror, but one of these to me is legitimately Oscars caliber where the others are just solid resume builders, and that's Kiki Palmer and Nope. Hmm. I I want Kiki Palmer to get Academy recognition at the end of the day for what she does in that movie, and further, just make her rogue in the new X-Men when that actually comes to fruition in like 2043 or whenever that is. (laughs) She should just actually be rogue, why not? But yeah, Kiki Palmer for me of those. But all great, great entries. What about you, Mike? I want to give an honorable mention to Melissa Barrera, but you you kind of you kind of sold me on that. I I love all these actresses. They did a phenomenal job, and this was a hard category to 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 pick. I, I was gonna go with Melissa Barrera because the ending of Scream was so much fun, mm-hmm. and she just oh my god, does she sell it? And yeah, and when I think of a horror movie performance, that's what I think of. But Kiki Palmer is doing next level stuff in there, and the choices she makes with how she handles these these action scenes in particular, I just thought it's really inspired stuff. Like I'm watching other movies and other action heroes do it, and not like her. And then she's got the charisma. Like you want to hang out with Kiki Palmer right. from Nope. Of all the characters in any movie this year, never mind horror movies, you want to hang with that character. So she's got charisma to burn as well. Great point. Yeah. All right. That's a horror thriller uh, or action thriller horror. Uh, We have uh, best lead actress in a slow burn. I'm kind of making up genres here. Slow burn, psychological, or kind of a haunted horror film. Take this for what you will. But the other category of lead, lead actress is Sosie Bacon of Smile. Rebecca Hall of Resurrection, Mia Goth times two in X and Pearl. We have Regina Hall from Master, Anna Jopp of Nanny, Aisha D of Sissy, and Leia Seydoux of Crimes of the Future. So did you do this purposely to not have Kiki Palmer and Mia Goth in the same category? Yes. To not have to choose between them? Well, I thought it would be a battle between Rebecca Hall and Mia Goth in a way. I think those performances are kind of on the same with the same heft. Now, which Mia Goth do you take? Do you do you actually think that she's as good in X as she is in Pearl? That's another thing. Is there cannibalization within the cat within the herself. academy? That's interesting. That's interesting. Within yourself, and could a could a candidate like an Anna Jopp or Regina Hall, who are also awesome in their movies, take control? Or Amalia Seydoux 
you know, fanboy. So many great leading ladies in horror this year, too. Oh. And, and got to give Sosie, but when you see Smile, Sosie Bacon, she hacks her ass off in that. My God. I, I heard a lot of complaints about a uh, husband in Smile and his performance. Yeah, I disagree. He's fine. He's okay. He's a train from uh, from the boys. He did. He did. He did well. I don't. I disagree. All right. Fair enough. Um, I, I am going to go Mia Goth just I, and, and specifically for Pearl, hmm. which I think is more of an acting showcase of hers. I'm on the record that I'm not in the frenzy of the Mia Goth zone. So to, I guess this answers your question. I'm going to go with Rebecca Hall. She was resurrection. Great. She's always great, though. I thought she was she was just just next level. I don't think there's a way you can go wrong in this category. That's, these are, I mean, this is just it's really heartwarming to see all these awesome talents in the horror genre. Rebecca Hall might be in my five for lead actress on the year. I don't think it's going to come close to the Oscars, but I think she should be there. And, and look, at I but think, if you, if you so my mind goes if you're if you're that high on Rebecca Hall and Resurrection, how can you not be that high on? Um, Again, coming up with names off the top of my head is going to be rough this episode. My brain is still in a fog. But uh, men, Alex Garland's men, the leading lady there. Yeah, she had some uneven. I mean, well, I guess all three. There's some uneven performing to the next. You know, it's just the decibel level of it. But I don't. Yeah, I don't mind that, I guess. I mean, we all praise Tony Collette. <laughs> She's literally screaming her lungs out in that mm. film. Jesse Buckley is the name I couldn't come up with. Jesse Buckley, obviously. sorry. Yeah, I, I, I pretended to just leave I know you what hanging. you were doing, yeah. <laughs> Until you looked it up. No, Jesse Buckley's going to get nominated for an Oscar this year from Women Talking, it sounds like. I just I just really had a problem with the performances in that movie, period. They were really? not great. I, I was impressed by men. Uh, I guess that's a that's a... You take that out of context any way you want. <laughs> take, or take it in context. All right. I was impressed by men. I Rebecca Hall, Resurrection, and Mia Goth with Kiki Palmer shared. So all right. So if you had to pick an overall winner then, who you who you picking? Is it Kiki Palmer still or is it uh Rebecca Hall? I'm I'm probably saying Rebecca Hall is just a little higher. Are Kiki Palmer, is she a supporting? Do you do we have a resolution yet? Is she going? To I looked that it? up last night or the night before, and I couldn't find a clear answer yet. Um, if it's out there, let us know. But I not one I could find. I'd probably. I think I liked Rebecca Hall's. This is just it's just so arbitrary way of splitting the the hairs here. But I think I like Rebecca Hall more in the Nighthouse than mm-hmm. I did in Resurrection. Mm-hmm. So I would go with Kiki Palmer because I I want Kiki Palmer. Or maybe it's because I think Kiki Palmer has a chance at actually being nominated on the Oscar stage, whereas I don't think Rebecca Hall does. So, this is how you would run the MMO Critics Association of Podcasters America, Mm -hmm. is you would pander to the Oscars. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'd I'd want to get behind... I'd want to get behind what has the, the, the most realistic chance of breaking through at the Oscar stage, probably. I want horror to be more accepted by the Academy. You got to start somewhere with it. And do you think Mia Goth's performance is is on the level of a Tony Collette? No, but it's probably the rank below. I mean, she is so right unsettling and unnerving as in the entirety of that movie, Pearl. It's mm. just it's it's like it's discerning to watch her, but it, that's how good she is in that character. 
Really good. Really good. It's a tough year for that. Again, why we had to do so many categories. Uh, let's uh, get theoretical for a second here, but it's it's important that we do this. When horror strikes, you'd most entrust your life to who? The women of Woodsboro. I like that. In Scream. The women of Haddonfield in Halloween Ends. The ghosts of the Black Phone. Helpful ghosts. Amber Midthunder's Naru in Prey. Georgina Campbell's Tess in Barbarian. Mm -hmm. Jamie Foxx, Snoop Dogg, and of course Dave Franco in Day Shift. (laughs) Or the mercenary trio, the Hyenas in Saloon. Pretty capable. Yeah. Horror heroes here. A lot of capable uh, hero, heroes and heroines there. I I mean, Amber Midthunter sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, if you're someone that's hunting the Predator, that's pretty badass. This collection of Scream Queens from Scream, though. Yeah. They were awesome. I would love to see them go up against the, the Woodsboro woman against the Haddonfield woman. Where's that crossover? That's the uh, Jason versus Freddy movie you want? Yeah, give me that. <laughs> or give me Ghostface, you know, Michael's hunting Ghostface, and the two of them have to meet up. Give me that kind of thing. That's the uh, Batman versus Superman of Mike One's <laughs> League of Justice. What yeah. was that stupid title, Realm of Justice? Dawn of Justice. Dawn! Yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the women of Woodsboro of Scream. Amber Midthunder's Naru and Prey is pretty badass, though. That's that's cool. All right. Best Supporting Actress, Michael. This category is large. I don't know who to nominate. I don't even know who my five would be. So let me just start listing names. Okay. Nev Campbell of Scream. Jenna Ortega of Scream. Jasmine Savoy Brown of Scream. All worthy, in my opinion. What a great cast. Kristen Stewart is pretty freaking wild in Crimes of the Future. What a weird performance, but really good. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Rachel Sennett, Amanda Stenberg, Mahala Harold. Great performances, according to us. And then some people, it was nails on a chalkboard for him, but fine. Halloween ends, you had Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm on the record. It's big of you to put her in here, even though you didn't think so. I'm on the record. I didn't love it, Uh, but I'm hard. I'm hard on my heroes. Numi Rapace of You Won't Be Alone. Andy Matichak of Halloween Ends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Courtney Cox, Mikey Madison, honorable mentions from Scream. Zoe Renee did a really nice job for a young actress in Master. And then Madeline McGraw. I wanted to throw a couple younger actresses in, in, in addition to this, uh, of the black phone. And we both picked her, right? We both picked her. So yeah, she kind of gets bumped into this category. I would say so best supporting actress, maybe my favorite category you've done. I mean, look at all these names and these entries and these performances all from just this year in horror alone. And, I mean, I, I, I would assume everyone's going to think I'm going to say Rachel Sennett because of my affinity for her work and how I've been campaigning for her to be taken seriously in the relatively unstable supporting actress category at the Oscars. Um, but you're right. I am going to take Rachel. I mean, again, I, I fall back on, I don't, you know, you can parse through and nitpick with any of these because there's a lot of great performances here, but I, I have not been convinced that we've seen five better supporting actress performances thus far. And I know there's a bunch of movies in the pipeline in the next few weeks that'll probably bump her off. But as of right now, in the second week of November, she's still up there for me. That's cool. That's very you. 
Yeah, you don't. Uh, I know gonna... you don't. You don't. You don't follow suit there, huh? No, I liked her performance, but it was like a, it was a performance that got under my skin for sure. But isn't uh, that the point of it? Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. It's just, are we gonna give her an award <laughs> for just annoying the shit out of us? But you're right. It works. She does the job. Uh, and no, it's more than that. Of course. I mean, she's playing a million different things at once and a million different anxieties in that particular movie. And she's actually selling that plot perhaps better than, than anybody in the film. So I'm allowing you to talk me into it. And that's why she's kind of in my above group. Kristen Stewart. It's hard. It's hard for me to pick against her because of how peculiar that performance was. But I got to say Jenna Ortega in X and in Scream. Maybe it's a maybe I'm cheating right now, but I, Jenna Ortega pulls that performance off. We've seen that character go so wrong in the past, and yet I think that was so much fun what she did in this one. And she's just she's going to eleven in those scenes, and you believe it. You believe every step of the way that she is fighting for her life, and that's so hard to do. So hard to do, and, and what a showcase for her. We have talks every year around the holidays, the new year about, you know, both on the mic and off about who won the year. Jenna Ortega might've won 2022. The, uh, the HBO original film. Yeah. As well. That's that's, that's exactly what was in my mind when I brought that up. I mean, she's her resume off 2022. She's become a bona fide star. Never mind the fact that the next scream is going to hit earlier now in 2023 as well. And she's, she's, uh, she's got the Netflix, uh, show coming out Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Very soon. So, yeah, you might be right there. She's winning it. And she, now I got to give it to her for that category. Great makes job. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. But, man, I just great list of horror uh, leading ladies and supporting women. The surprisingly great supporting actor performance of 2022. Uh, These just surprised me. I didn't I didn't expect great performances from them, so I just made up a category. We have Justin Long from Barbarian, maybe the greatest hard cut in horror history. Yes. Um, I rewatched it too. It's so much fun. God. It really is. It. Genuine, decent, nice guy, Bill Skarsgård from Barbarian. <laughs> Morton Burian of Speak No Evil. Kid Cuddy from X. Pete Davidson of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And Pilou Asbeck from Run, Sweetheart, Run. Who do you got, Mike? I got to go with Bill Skarsgård. Again, I'm on the record for that performance holding the movie together. And as much as I love Justin Long's comedic brilliance, Bill Skarsgård's doing things with those first whatever minutes that I did not expect him to be able to do. So that dude is, he impressed me. He impressed me the most. So most You're surprisingly great. Right. Yeah. You're probably right. Shout out to Kid Cudi though. He was fun. And, yeah. and, 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 and yeah, I mean, he's, he's holding it together uh, as well. He's holding that movie together. Cause it's kind of surrounding him for a while. Mm-hmm. Totally. <coughs> is this me or you? Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, let me take it yeah he's totally he's totally holding it together there uh Mm -hmm. kid kid cutty so all right that's uh one of the supporting actor categories again i have to mix this one up too because here's another one all right you have to take your chances fighting one of these aging monsters (laughs) (laughs) who are you fighting mike you got mark rylance as sully Uh and bones and all you got both actors playing Michael Myers in Halloween Ends. How dare you? 
put Mark Rylance's character in the category if, if you can choose to fight someone with Michael Myers <laughs> and this Leatherface. Has where this how is where dare you. I will take the old decrepit cannibal, please. This is how the <laughs> the mighty have fallen. Uh, Michael Myers in Halloween Ends was not as formidable as he's been. Uh, he's seen better days. Leatherface yeah. in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is probably cheating. I probably shouldn't have put here. He kicks some ace. Yeah, he does. Uh, in that crazy, stupid film that we reviewed with Swell. <laughs> Fun episode, though. Uh, Downton Abbey's Hugh Bonneville as Hector Blake and I came by. <laughs> I have no frame of reference for this, but I'm glad it's here. And then J.K. Simmons voiced demon residing adjacent to a glory hold <laughs> bathroom stall in Glorious. What a weird movie. <laughs> now, I don't know if Hellraiser, Terrifier 2, Invitation, the old vampire uh, from, from Invitation, or Jeepers Creepers, whatever, the reborn one. I don't yeah, know if they should it. be in here. I didn't see those, but I'll just honorably mention them or dishonorably mention them uh, in that sentence how can you possibly live with yourself you got you got the cthulhu voice of jk simmons leatherface and michael myers or uh, putting them on the same level as you know bubba gump over here mark rylance yeah mark rylance how dare you who you fight (laughs) he does have that squeaky disturbing voice though (laughs) great mr hanky the christmas poo uh, just come do you to want life. certain death or do you want to fight the guy from Bridge of Spies? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good point. Bad category. I can't. Not all of them can be winners. <laughs> Best actor in a villainous performance here. Uh, we're, we're going to sh- uh, shoe secretive villains. So mm-hmm. we're going to try to be spoiler free. These are more out and out obvious ones. We have Tim Roth from Resurrection. Sebastian Stan in Fresh, Ethan Hawke in The Black Phone, Weeha Jun from Midnight, Rory Kinnear from Men, Fasia Von Hewitt from Speak No Evil, and David Howard Thornton from Terrifier 2, which guessing. is uh, considered for Academy recognition. Because I'm just guessing he'll forward. be a contender, right? I mean, we have to do projections on this show at times. Right. All right. I, I'm a really big fan of Weeha Jun from Squid Game and... In Midnight, I thought that movie had some chase scenes that scared the crap out of me, which is really hard to do. Some inspired scenes. Go watch that movie. Not enough people are talking about that movie. Uh, So Midnight was cool. Listen, Ethan Hawke, Sebastian Stan, probably on the next level here. I don't know if uh, Phaedra Havan Hewitt would would reach my top tier in this category. Tim Roth, that was just fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah, it was. So teach their own. So I'm like choosing between Sebastian Stan and Ethan Hawke. And I probably got to go with Sebastian Stan because I was a little underwhelmed by Ethan Hawke, even though he's doing some things that I just got to recognize in that movie. I mean, he is. Wow. He's a he's a horror movie villain. If there ever was one, I know he's he's been repping the genre for a while with Mr. Derrickson there. But yeah, I'm going to go with Sebastian Stan. It might be category fraud, but there you go. Uh, fuck Sebastian Stan's character in Fresh. We've 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 
already treaded that ground before. Is he a more talented chef than Ratatouille or less talented <laughs> chef than Ratatouille? And did I just say category fraud? I was thinking supporting actor, uh, but it might have been a Freudian slip because maybe he's not villainous if he's perform- performing such acts in the kitchen that are that savory. No. <laughs> it's just the worst. How can we do this? Well, my, my question is, I, I mean, I think I would pick F- Fader Von Hewitt, but after all the hype, you went in, you saw Speak No Evil. What did you think? It shook me to the bone, as did yeah. Fresh, by the way. Fresh, I wanted to shut off after 20 minutes. Like, once that thing dropped on your head, like, this is what the movie's about, I wanted to shut it off. I even walked away from the, the screen, and really? I came back to it, because it was Sundance at home, and I was like, oh. I watched it. I got through it. Speak No Evil was the same way. I I paused it, and I came back to it later uh, the next day, actually, because I was freaking the hell out watching that movie. And it's because of that person, <laughs> yeah, that dude, you knew this movie was just going to go so wrong. And it was because like he was just having all of these faux pas being committed in his presence, and he was just like brooding during them. Yeah. Yeah. What, what a brutal, brutal, brutal watch that was. One of the most... Uh, that scene in the car is one of the toughest scenes to sit through. That's that's not you know simulated rape or anything. That's like I, I have I have certain things in movies mm-hmm. that I have a, a level of discomfort. Yeah, that with. Th- look, you're you're you can mention that as yeah. something that disturbed you. You can. Yeah, that you was can rough. still be tough. That was rough. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's all I was looking for. <laughs> no toxic masculinity here. <laughs> no issues with toxic masculinity here. I'm still a man, right? Our <laughs> fathers do not listen to this podcast. Best well, we actress. want them to, but we wish they would. Best actress in a villainous performance. A lot of layers there. <laughs> Mia Goth in X and Pearl. Aisha D and Sissy. Harriet Sansom Harris and Werewolf by Night, which is this one I did not get to, but I've heard nothing but good things. And I know you're a big fan of it. That was a lot of fun, and you and your your boy there, he just he knocked it out of the park. He, I hope Mr. he directs. You know, yeah, I hope he directs many more. Karina so. Smolders for Speak No Evil, Carolyn Bracken, You Are Not My Mother, and Jamie Clayton from Hellraiser, Best Actress in a Villainous Performance. Yeah, it's Mia Goth. Aisha D is 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 putting in work, but yeah, uh, she is. I agree. Mia Goth and and Pearl, I would say over X, even though I agree. Yeah, I think uh, I think she's she's next level there. The, so the performances all year in horror have really been top notch. And I and I couldn't have I couldn't have the scaries without giving Mia Goth an award myself. Yeah. So this was a necessary category. We'll talk about the best male performances. Not really, but almost, but. No, not really a villain in a horror film. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Viggo Mortensen, Crimes of the Future, Daniel Kaluuya and Nope, Timothy Chalamet, Bones and All, Jan Gael and, and Saloum, and Steven Yun in The Humans, which is kind of a horror film. Again, it came out after the scaries last year, Michael. Right. On Showtime. Mm-hmm. So it's a 2021 film, but it's eligible. But Stephen Yoon is so boring at that <laughs> boringest of family Thanksgivings ever that he's I mean, he's not really a villain, but almost. And all right. <clears throat> You're you a pick? villain because you bore me. And no, I mean, I'm the, Daniel Kaluuya is not a villain, clearly. clearly. I didn't want to say best male horror hero. And then you're guessing 
if they're a villain or not, but they're kind of villainous in a way, some of these characters, maybe, maybe not. I mean, you're guessing in most of these movies, so I don't want to tell you. Interesting. So what is your, who did you make this category for? Like, who was the guy, you, the performance you had in mind? I think the big three, for me, even though Steven Yeun's performances are good across the board in other films, I just the humans, not not for me, that's not A-level Steven Yeun. To me, this category comes down to Vigo, Kaluuya, and Chalamet as the three with heft, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to put them up against all the villains. I wanted that to be the own category. So to me, it's those three here. And I look, I, Vigo's probably, he's probably top 15 for me right now and lead actor. Wow. Kaluuya, where's, where's he at? He's doing different things in that performance. He'll never get recognized, which is a which is a shame. I mean, those reserved ones, those pulled back ones that put all kinds of layers on it without you know speaking, they always seem to get overlooked, which is a shame. But I I, I lean Kaluuya for that because I think it's my favorite performance of these listed. (laughs) I I probably got to go with you, but Vigo has now eaten polar opposite things in movies and made me. made me see god both times <laughs> he folded a pizza <laughs> no i think uh, i think daniel kaluuya is a safe bet here but chalamet is very good in bones and all and vigo is very good in crimes of the future I, yeah. I would i would agree probably kaluuya uh just just edging him out all right uh Inspired by a, a lot of great annual lists about emerging directors, I did want to kind of do like a declarations, not section, but this is a declaration for sure. And we are going to now announce our 2022 Scary Good Directors to Watch list. I like this. Let's do this together. Number one, Chloe Okuno of Watcher. Really well-directed film that had me creeped out back at Sundance in January, Michael. That's another one of those there's been a, a litany of horror movies this year that have just been really, really well done slow burns. That uh, was and, one, right? Yeah, I mean, Watcher definitely leads that list. I, I agree. You're not getting new levels of the genre necessarily, but you don't have to always get that, right? No, you I mean, don't. Watcher delivers what it was going to be about. Yeah. And I don't know why everybody went into Sundance expecting like just this twist on the watcher film no i mean that's what you wanted no it was great i i, I thoroughly enjoyed it. and it's another one that just shutters getting gotten their hands on it fits right in the shutter catalog i think it was there. ifc uh amc plus you have the amc plus so i don't quite know if it was the shutter original i don't think it's a shutter original i agree but i know it's playing on shutter currently okay uh, mimi cave another one fresh showing i mean you know Anytime you don't get the opening credits until you're 35 minutes into the movie, <laughs> kind of unique. She's a badass. I'm so afraid of her, but good God. Yeah. yeah she deserves to be there. Nick Yatu, Jusu of Nanny. People got to see this movie. Uh, this is coming out, I think, late November. It's going to wind up on Amazon Prime. It's played all the festivals, so I've gotten to it a little earlier. And uh, she's really talented. That movie is a, another slow burn, really creeps you out. The dramatic scenes have heft to them. Uh, we have uh, Anna Jopp going toe-to-toe with Michelle Monaghan, really strong actors just dueling it out, that whole film. And then there's the horror elements that, that seep into it. So Nanny is is definitely a, a a movie to watch, and yeah, I mean she was awarded at Sundance uh, for for a reason. There's no question. Awesome, 
Uh, sticking with the the horror baddies here behind the camera, Helena Rain. Bodies, bodies, bodies. We talked about it when when we did our review. Uh, obviously, a burgeoning talent, kind of a not steampunk, obviously, but like this <laughs> techno Gen Z takedown of themselves in a way. It might be steam, but no, I don't know what steampunk. Uh, yeah, is. I don't Do know what know it is either. Steam- no, I just know but it means it might, cool. It, you know what? It might be steampunk. We don't know. Just, well, just, just, yeah, just throw steampunk. the adjectives You're right. You're around. right. It's steampunk. I take back my reservation. Steampunk. <laughs> Rachel Senate, just we 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 get it. Yeah. The, we get what the kids like. They like it's steampunk. Cool. It's cool. Kids love steam and punk. <laughs> I agree, uh, Helena Ray, uh, and, and many what people is it do kids not love? agree. Is it gaseous water? Kids love gaseous water. Uh, I'll move on to Zach Craig. You know how your of, kids are always talking about precipitation. Zach Craig of Barbarian Michael. I think this is an obvious answer because him and this next uh, this next declaration, they've really solidified their careers after those two films made as much money as they did. But Barbarian has really won a lot of people over and it won it won them over with the story structure, with the way he told Barbarian. It's a bizarrely structured horror film and he pulls it off. And the rewatch, I got to say, even better when that film hit HBO Max, I rewatched it, loved it. Did it on Halloween night, and great cool. watch. That was a, a big hit for HBO Max, too. I saw all over Twitter people were tuning into that. Um, I've not gotten a smile. I cannot wait to see what Parker Finn has in store, though, for a smile for me. It's another film that it's not going to break the mold necessarily and what these films are, like a haunted videotape or a haunted whatever, or a haunted you know, person smiling at you, etc. You know what you're in for. But I just thought it was really well done, and then it just delivered. So Parker Finn, hell of a job. Uh, Christian Taftrup of Speak No Evil, another mm-hmm. director here that I am terrified of in real life. <laughs> you should be. Yeah, that seems proper. That was that was a movie that definitely shook me to my core, and I don't get shake from uh, shooken from horror movies anymore. Shake, shooken, whatever the the past tense is there. Mm-hmm. Horror movies don't usually affect me in the way Speak No Evil did, but talk about a slow burn, like I said, on top of it. Um, and then, of course, I can't yell because my voice is going. We're already going too long. But Mr. Giacchino here, Michael Giacchino from Werewolf by Night, obviously gets a shout out. Yes, he does. Uh, directorial teams as well. Mother, father, daughter trio. Toby Poser, John, and Zelda Adams of Hellbender. One of the better directed films of the year, in my opinion, at least for innovation's sake. I just love the, what they did with that. Uh, again, just made me feel so good to have Shudder. So watch that movie. It's a fun watch. The trailer is not great. The trailer makes you think it's of total of a totally different tone than what you get. But Hellbender is a fun movie. Uh, otherwise, Sissy's Hannah Barlow and Kane Sinez really enjoyed how that movie built and then where it went, even though it was kind of like awkward for a while. But yeah. Horrifying in scenes. There's no question. And Sissy, it, de- it delivered again. You know, that's what I want when I click on a Shutter movie. I want a movie like that. And yeah. Really well directed, strong direction this year. Just a new a new crop of filmmakers that we gotta watch in the future. So that's our to and watch I hope, list. Yeah, I mean, I hope they you know spread their wings, but I do hope a lot of these stick to their horror roots here because they obviously, I mean, they just better the genre, no doubt. Uh, mm-hmm. And speaking of widening the, the wings of horror and going out in different directions, best animated horror feature this year. We have a couple nominees for those: Wendell and Wild, Mad God, The House, and The Poloni Show. Michael. 
Well, the Poloni show was ridiculous. I loved it. Ridiculous. But the Michael Myers <laughs> stuff made me really laugh hard. Those guys always kill me. The, the uh, Rick and Morty yep. guys. Justin Rowland and company. Anyway, uh, I'm going to have to go with Mad God on this. Wendell really? And, Wendell and Wild. I was a little disappointed. Same. Same. Not going to lie. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't love that director, though. That's just me. Just not the biggest fan of his. He did the uh, Coraline movie. Do you know oh, him? Oh, yeah, I, I don't know the name. I, I, I know, yes. But Is I it Peter Strickland? It's not Peter That's Strickland. It, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Strickland. I, I, I was expecting Wendelin Wilde to be kind of a slam dunk Oscar nom, and I do not think that it is. But Mad God, Phil Tippett, it's so ridiculous. It's a little slow. It reminds me of like some of the bizarre cartoons that we grew up with or character you're not sure what's going on i can't believe he made this into a movie and it's obviously completely batshit nuts and grotesque but mm. that's the point so mad god if you just want like a bizarre horror movie watch or that's a, a unique stew. one a very good, good stew <laughs> good goop a delicious goop uh recipe then there there it is all right uh, best international horror feature uh Hatching, The Innocence, Midnight, Moloch, The Sadness, Saloon, You're Not My Mother, You Won't Be Alone, and then I missed these, I kind of watched some of a, a Good Madam, I couldn't finish it because uh, I did not realize it was in a uh, non-English language, and I was trying to kind of watch it during stuff, and I won't do that, uh, Piggy, Incantation, I did not get to, shame on me, Michael, uh, I'm going with Moloch here, and I'm really? surprised. Because I, I thought am too. The, I thought you would go midnight. I thought the sadness. I thought midnight. But Malik was awesome, and Malik got a high B grade from me. What an ending! What a wild film! How dare I not remember it was in the Netherlands? Crazy movie. Great music too, by the way. Great music. I agree. Crazy movie. I you know I, I don't have as much exposure to to the rest of this category as you do. I mean I I've seen the hatching. I watched Moloch. I didn't watch Midnight. I didn't I haven't seen The Innocence le- yet. And I watched The Sadness, which I guess I would pick, but I don't want to. <laughs> don't 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 pick what you don't want to. No, Moloch. It's such a I mean, I you know, the coronavirus made us all crazy. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but the, man, the sadness is weird. Just just come on. Really? <laughs> we had to do that. I guess they did, but uh, I mean, I mean that Working through some demons, the yeah. filmmakers there. Maybe humans are the real monsters, you know? And maybe they are. Maybe they did, the crazies did it, and then they took it up to a couple other notches there with the sadness. Yeah, the crazies didn't really have sodomy of an eye socket, though, you know? Right. We did say <laughs> something about spoilers in here. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if that's a spoiler for you, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It doesn't really have a lot to do with the plot. <laughs> I think... Uh, I think I think that's the delight that you've ripped away from some people. <laughs> didn't know that was coming. And no, I think uh I think the sadness is completely ludicrous. Yeah. M- Midnight and Moloch and Saloom. I was probably between those three out of those nominees. But yeah, it, a strong a solid year I would say for international horror. Uh I want to make a few more declarations. 
differently abled horror champions of 2022 just statements here and, and it's just refreshing to see these characters in mainstream horror we had see for me i included see for me in last year's scaries i think but let's shout them out again because technically debuted in 2022 michael this film always stays a few he- steps ahead of you you have a blind protagonist and an app on her phone where she can uh have somebody see for her and of course it's a home invasion story <laughs> involved in it it's crazy ass home invasion story that a lot of twists did i see i cannot remember if i saw that one last year or not it's on hulu now this year so you didn't see it last year it, didn't it sounds very familiar but I, was, I can't remember if it's i if reviewed it's, it yeah it was it because we talked about it two tribecas ago yeah and if i'm worried about you stealing references of movies that you watched five minute YouTube videos videos for and then reviewing them like you've seen them. Yeah. Then I'm really freaking out now because now this is a movie I saw and you didn't. Just and now you think you've your seen words it. and yeah. It that actually might be what's happening right now in my brain, as a matter of fact. So you should Oh be it's worried. it's happening, but it's not your is it your fault entirely? It's just this is the slippery slope we are now on. <laughs> well what I know I haven't seen is midnight, but you are very high on it. It's eligible for this year's Scaries, Michael. I won't have you tell me different because it came out December of this year. You were very angry with me. You're a fraud. (laughs) It came out in South Korea because it said 2020 on it or something. It came out. Why did I get so mad about that? You because you wanted to. You told me I couldn't do something I wanted, so I was like, "Oh, now he's just including year 2022 horror movies that aren't weren't made in 2022." So screw him. Yeah, but I make this list and I update it every year, right? And then it wasn't on last year's list, but it, it's on this year's list because yes, it came out in December of this year. Meanwhile, it doesn't matter what year it came out if it's a good movie. I should just watch it. That's right. It's a good movie <laughs> and some very inspired scenes. Some crazy chase scenes love the chase scenes in this movie midnight go watch it gonna have to hold a grudge and never see that just so you know (laughs) and then saloon a shutter original well praised by critics i I gotta be honest with you over praised by critics yeah not as good as advertised however some inspired yeah some inspired filmmaking here's the thing like the characters they shoot and punch swarms of demon locusts Mm. And the demon locusts get punched and shot. <laughs> and, like, it affects them. Like, does that make any sense? Like, I have one yes. peccadillo. So maybe that you guys, again, I'm spoiling something here. But if you know that going in, that there's this asinine way of fighting these demon locusts, and they allow it. It's the cartoon, you know, how, like, a pack of bees can make a fist. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of idea. That is a working reality of saloon however crazy movie really well done sticks the landing in my opinion just that one thing turned me against it the way they fought the swarms with i get it i i I can understand that um (laughs) i i I think overall i don't know i i it was there was a lot of praise for saloon i agree anyway deaf deaf (laughs) hero talk down about it Deaf hero in the film, awesome to see. Midnight, deaf, uh, uh, deaf heroes in the films, the mother-daughter characters, and then a blind hero in See For Me. Really cool to see that in mainstream horror. Go watch them, go support them. Michael, we got a couple more categories left, though, here. Yeah, the uh, the best score or music, Firestarter, Halloween Ends, Nope, Moloch, Barbarian, Werewolf by Night, and Bones and All. What do you got, Mike? It's tough. Nope is probably my answer, Michael Abel's. 
because I love the Old West score of that. I know some people didn't. I feel you. I like bizarre choices sometimes when they work for me, and it just it added another element to that movie, so I'm in. Moloch's score was really cool. Barbarian had some cool synth to it, and then Firestarter's score just might be straight up really good. I agreed with Eric Weber on that one. Uh, it's another synth score, like reminded me of John Carpenter's 1980s uh, with that movie. And I remember the music of Werewolf by Night being good. I'm a little score deaf, but it was good. You hated Halloween and score. I wasn't the biggest fan, but i yeah. that's probably because I love the music of Halloween Kills so much. Mm. It's just relative. Relativity. What was the song in Nope? What was the song that uh, Michael Abel's turned? I don't. I can't rem- remember now. Oh, sunglasses at night. That's it. Yeah. That yeah. That was it. Perf- yeah. Perfection. Mm-hmm. Corey Hart. <sighs> if I wish I didn't know who sang that song, but the fact that I do know <laughs> should tell you a lot. Best jump scare: Scream, Barbarian, Smile, Deadstream, and Beast. I-, I have not seen Smile like I keep saying, but Deadstream for me. Deadstream had some good jump scares and some funny ones and some enjoyable ones. I, I don't disagree. All these movies pack the goods. The best jump scare might be Barbarian, but yes, the agree. collection for me is still Smile. Good. And I hope you enjoy those. Good. I'm glad to hear that. All right, Michael. Highest production value. I think we talk about production values in every Oscar race checkpoint and every film study. So I don't know if you want to choose quantity or quality. I'll leave it up to you. But Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness... A lot of some Oscar level, uh, Oscar rumored production values: makeup and hair, VFX, but costume, sound, stunts, production design. Doctor Strange. I can't believe that came out this year. Yeah, it was earlier, but a lot of high levels work in there. Nope, cinematography, VFX, sound, and score should probably be Oscars level. I know everyone's waiting to just crown Avatar two for VFX, but damn it, I hope Nope gets a lot of consideration in that well, category. You know what? Let's make the VFX movies the VFX nominees this year always, but let's do it with sound and score and cinematography and editing too, because we always just put Oscar movies in those categories mm. instead of like the movies where the best craftsmanship exists. Mm, good point. Anyway, point. so we got Doctor Strange 2 and Nope. We got Bones and All. I thought the cinematography was gorgeous. The editing's really good. It's a well-composed film. Luca Guadagnino, sound, makeup, and hair. <laughs> Gross, but good. Uh, <laughs> Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night on Disney+. Plus. Some of the better work by them in one of those films and one of those properties even though hundreds of millions of dollars go to the mandalorian werewolf by night well composed composed better perhaps than any uh mcu show that's been out there and obviously i'm i'm nostalgic for all the universal monster movies and how this movie was shot but cinematography vfx production design really inspired stuff the maze makeup and hairstyling of werewolf by night really worked stunts score Big fan. And then Mad God. Animation shouldn't be here. Forget that. Mad God, the production design. This guy worked on the movie for like 20 years, Mr. Tippett. Go watch. Amazon Prime has a documentary about him as well from 2021, which I did not include. But Mad God, the cinematography, how he's moving the camera throughout all of these stop motion sets that he built from scratch. Of course, the sound, yuck. But it worked. (laughs) The, The VFX and the costume. So... Great year for horror movie production values. Who do you pick, Michael? 
so I haven't seen Bones and All yet. Um, and I didn't watch Mad God, even though I, I'm glad that gets a shout out here because that looks incredible, mm. even though it it looks ridiculous. It looks incredible. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> I I would still Good. probably go nope. Yeah, uh, just for the overall package and like the more you learn about it, you you know you hear Jordan Peele still talking about the VFX and stuff. It's gonna uh, it's gonna be the Oscar nominee of the the categories, right? right? Right. That's where I tend to lean anyway. Even though Bones and All, I guess. Could be a, a cinematography, right? Bones and All's got an, a puncher's chance if it hits and it becomes the hit. I, I wonder it might become. But nope. To me, the sound and the VFX probably Oscar nominees, or at least it should be. I know they're campaigning the hell out of it, and, and the cinematography to me was really, really good. I don't know if it'll break through there, but it it probably should. I'm a, I'm picking Nope as well. There you go. I mean that makes that makes a lot of sense, and I'm hoping I'm hoping Nope doesn't get forgotten about when it comes time for the uh, the shortlist here. Mm-hmm. All right, All right. let's talk about something that terrifies all of us: scariest sex. <laughs> we have Crimes of the Future between Leah Seydu and Viggo Mortensen, Bones and All between Timothy Chalamet and that Carney fella, <laughs> and Fresh <laughs> Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan Mike. Scariest sex. Well, it was preemptive and fresh, bones and all. You kind of knew what was coming. Crimes of the future. That's some kink I can't get down with. I don't know. I just, I just, I mean, all sex is kind of scary for a prude like me, but crimes of the future is my answer. Fair enough. <laughs> Makes sense. I, I accept all forms of sex for what it is. You want to eat people, you want to eat people or... I was going to say hold people hostage, but don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But uh, all right. That's uh, uh, that's a very disturbing answer by you. Uh, just refusing to select. You're welcome. Abstaining. Uh, <laughs> best achievement in Bloody Massacre. God, did we have some Bloody Massacres this year on film. The bus scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Scarecrow and Shape visit from Halloween Ends. Here, mm. Halloween Ends gets a nom. That was a good scene for me. The ending of Smile. The hospital sequence in the sadness. Jesus Ugh. Christ. Yeah. And I didn't see these, but probably Terrifier 2 or Hellraiser, they have <laughs> some, I'm guessing. Hellraiser wasn't bad for what I was expecting. I haven't seen Terrifier 2. Hellraiser Terrifier 2 is supposed to be the bloodiest movie of like the yeah. decades. And yeah. I, just, I, I, would, I would imagine that's the winner. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not even going to we'll, see the we'll movie. Give, we'll give the winner to the one we haven't seen. <laughs> uh, the sadness wins for me, though. Yeah. That's best achievement? <laughs> oh, might be achievement. most achievement. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely the most, that's for sure. <laughs> the best achievement is smile. So if I'm being serious, it's smile. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about best and worst achievement in nudity? <laughs> <laughs> you Won't Be Alone, Barbarian, <laughs> Flux Gourmet, The Sadness, and Men. A lot of heavy hitters for this category. This might be the most anticipated category of the night. <laughs> this is where the Vegas <laughs> odds are just even throughout. It's yeah. just a, a pick'em. This is a pick'em category. You won't be alone. Yeah. And then <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, best might be the tiebreaker here, because there's a lot of worst I see. <laughs> the best and worst though. That's the category. Right. It's best and worst. 
Right, like, but I'm, I'm saying like there's not a lot of best nudity in the sadness or flux nah, gourmet. Yeah, so that's just men. worse. So that's out. <laughs> right. So I'm saying that because there's something to appreciate. Flux gourmet was just hot. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So those are out. So Pure it's either sex. Barbarian. And not I don't a lot read... of best nudity in barbarian. Okay, so that's just so we're between you won't be alone and men. Yeah, I gotta say it's you won't be alone. It is because there's best and there's worse. I probably listed it first because that's what came <laughs> to my you mind. Knew that first. was your winner. Fair. Yeah, fair enough. I'm gonna say the uh, <laughs> the out of body vulva hatching from men. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Legitimately. The funniest horror film of the year. So we're not putting men in here because no good, bad allowed. No awesomely bad. But legitimately the funniest. We we cackled throughout Scream. Deadstream was a funny horror comedy yeah. on Shudder there. The Poloni Show. For Plopsy alone. I think that's my winner. Yeah, Sid and Olivia are two TikTokers, by the way. They were the two girls in that, in that sketch. God, I would watch if there was a Plopsy marathon on. I would watch Plopsy <laughs> begging Jesus. for people to call in and poison him. The funniest horror film: Scream, Deadstream, The Plumber <laughs> Show, with Plopsy. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Funny to us. I don't know yeah. if older people laughed once. Uh, <laughs> Studio Six Six Six. A lot of corny ass stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, had but some still chuckles. funny. Yeah. Uh, nope. Some some Jordan Jordan Peele wrote the thing. There's still laughed throughout the movie, and then glorious, the biggest laugh maybe of the year, uh, but certainly, certainly not as funny throughout. And then Wendell and Wild. I remember, you know, I I don't know. I, I remember laughing a little bit, but not as much as I had hoped. But Key and Peele were funny, eating the cream and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you can give Wendell and Wild a little shine there. Um, for me, it, it's 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 Plopsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Flopsy had me legitimately laughing out loud multiple times. I was laughing pretty hard. The way they transitioned from one horrible short <laughs> film to another was really funny yeah. in that movie. But it, the, the movie's so stupid for most anyway. Is it a movie? Hulu I don't even, it's categor- only like an hour and six minutes. I don't know what it is. Hulu categorized it as a movie, so I counted it. I yeah, just wanted to pass it. Enough. Listen, it got me exposed to Plopsy. <laughs> and that's that's a more that I could ask for. I wanted to pad my stats. No, I, I think it's Deadstream. I laughed a lot consistently. So I was surprised people were like, oh, yeah, Deadstream's a horror comedy. Because I didn't laugh that much in Deadstream. I was just, like, freaked out for really? the most part. No, I was laughing. I was, I was. I like, mean, you you took it the right way. I didn't, but like, mm. I, I just thought it was a good horror movie. I was laughing at him. I was laughing with him. I wanted him. Yeah, I was in. But uh, all right, so that's where we're at with the uh, horror. That's the comedies. biggest lesson we took from our horror movie this year was don't fight homeless people on YouTube. That's true. That's yeah. a, that's. A, but I, you know, I kind of went in with a given that you shouldn't. Right. <laughs> you should have that as a probably a rule of thumb. The other yeah. co-host here <laughs> scares me again. How many times did you really scare me? Like that was like shudder on the back of my neck scary. That'll All be right. next year's uh next year's scaries or the most okay. horrifying revelations you've had as my co-host. <laughs> Which new horror IP from 2022 will we honor most 10 years from now, Michael? We have the X Pearl Maxine trilogy from Ty West. We have Smile, and we have the Black Phone. As we start well, wrapping up, you're on the record saying that the Black Phone's getting a sequel somehow. Perhaps. I think I think Smile. I mean, the Black Phone has to. I think Smile has to. Mm-hmm. I mean, these big money make. I would be surprised if Barbarian didn't. 
is Ty West going to be looked back? That's upon? my answer. And, and you've you've like this is a category where I'm pandering to you. I just wonder. I I genuinely wonder. I don't know. So you're saying the ex Pearl Maxine Ty. West I think trilogy. Ty West might have changed movie making. Wow. I mean, he's the guy, you know, I know we're up against the clock here, but it's very reasonable we get a trilogy all within one year for a million dollars a picture that are all going to make money. Why wouldn't other studios latch on to this idea if they find, you know, an actor, an actress, and a director who's ready and willing with Hey, you know what? Let's be be a jury at the BAFTAs. I'll let you talk me into this one. And uh, we'll pick X and Ty West in the X movie trilogy. I mean, I, I think it's it's reasonable that Smile and Black Phone have sequels out 10 years from now. I think that's right. possible. But I think Ty West might have actually, like, fundamentally found a niche here in movie making that hasn't been exploited for quite some time. I think if we're producers in Hollywood, we will be reverent of Smile and the Black Phone. But if we're fans of horror movies, we'll probably be like, enough already. Right. All right. The MMO Razzie for worst film poopy goes to <laughs> men. Fire- I, you didn't like men. <laughs> I I rem- look at men got crushed, and I, I when I what I said at the time when I saw men, it's like you're never gonna see anything like this anywhere else. So C, that's what I gave it at the time, I believe, <laughs> and I probably stick to that. But it's a worst film poopy. You you could see why I would put it in this. Come on. I can see if you're not prepared. Yeah, if you're not prepared at all for it. Absolutely. They're screaming at each other like every <laughs> scene. And then, oh, my God, that ending. Anyway, <laughs> Firestarter, not a good movie, but kind of fun. I, again, I agree with uh, a friend of MMO, Eric Weber. Firestarter is kind of fun. Awesomely bad. I hear Fall is bad. Awesomely really? bad in a in a way, but it got good reviews. Yeah, I've, I've only similar seen reasons from similar sources. My answer is going to be more Morbius. I it think really, that's everybody's answer. Yeah, it really was a stinker. Like I didn't watch some of the worst films of the year, uh, horror films of the year that got the worst reviews. VHS ninety nine, you did watch. VHS ninety nine was so bad. Is it, it worse was... than Morbius? Yeah, in some ways, but like Morbius, you were thinking Sony has the tone of that alternate Spider-Verse down, right? You're Mm -hmm. thinking that they're not going to go full bomb here. And not only do they go full bomb, they don't lean into the ridiculousness of it. And then they re-release it because of they got duped by a Twitter campaign. It was just everything about it is just... No. I, I was just aggravated with it. I was, to be honest, I, I, I saw some of the awesomely badness, but it's just a poopy. Uh, my best friend's exorcism. Not good, but bad. there's no stakes to it. Pray for the devil, the invitation, Jeepers Creepers Reborn. I keep, I mean, Jeepers Creepers Reborn is a zero percenter. It's pretty rare for that Jeepers to happen. Creepers is, I mean, I, I think part of that has to do with the, uh, you know, the, I don't know the guy's name, but obviously he's got all kinds of allegations and, and cases against him, the originator of the series. And I think I didn't watch Jeepers Creepers Reborn. I have no af- attachment to the series at all. Uh, and I I purposely stayed away from it because of those allegations. But like, I, I think they actually did a homage to him, even though he's a toxic property and like not a good human being, allegedly. Mm. So I, I the whole thing it's better off not being talked about. All right, well, we'll move on to the best categories. We had to do one worst. 
because we have to. We're mm-hmm. us. But let's finish with three best pictures. We're going to pick an indie spirit best horror film, a people's choice, and an Academy Award. Good. Because we're snobs, because we do award season year-round, we're going to classify them and categorize them and pick three winners, but it's also fun to pick three winners, Michael. So here we'll start with the Indie Spirit Award. And my nominees, and you can nominate anything here. Okay. But my nominees are Fresh, Resurrection, Bodies, 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 Pearl, Speak No Evil, Hellbender, Moloch, Sissy, X, and Master. Indie Spirit, best horror film. I, I mean, Speak No Evil for me. And I'm on the record about that. And it's just, if I'm picking something that like shook me and like kind of brought me back to why I love horror originally. And it was just an unexpected something I turned on and didn't expect much from. It's like a couple years ago. What was that movie from Amazon prime that did the same? uh, I was just like shaken by the story of it. And I was like blown away by it because it had a great twist. You're doing this to me, aren't you? I cannot think of it to save my life. Don't bother. But uh, it's a V. No, hold on. What's her name? Her name is, I can't know, but this is the part where I can't remember the actress. I can't remember the actor. I can, the dad and the daughter, we should know. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. The best friend is all I can think of. I know that's not the name of it. Well, anyway. The best friend. <laughs> that go movie. Back, go back and listen to our last scaries when we, it won all our awards. <laughs> we can't remember the name of the movie. Oh, we suck. We're shot. <laughs> uh, I'm picking Speak No Evil as well. I have to. It's the highest grade of the group for me. Uh, B plus all day, easily. Grotesque. Insane. Yeah. I hate you for making me watch You're it. You're welcome. I agree, though. I look Uh, forward to forgetting the name of it next year. People's Choice Award. (laughs) uh, The people of uh, the two people in the Academy. Maybe this is not the best way to do this, but all right. The the People's Choice Award for Blockbusters, whatever. Smile, Barbarian, The Black Phone, Scream, Prey, Werewolf by Night. Day Shift on Netflix could be like the the nominee we're all mad at, but it's still kind of fun and pretty good. Anyway, Bones and All, is that going to be a hit with the people? Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, is that even a horror movie? But we can be mad at nominees in, 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 at award shows, right? Gets people talking. People's sure. Choice Award. Well, who are you giving it to for best best? Well, I'll do I'll do what the Academy usually does. I'll pick something that I didn't watch. I <laughs> want it to be Smile, right? I think Smile, Smile made the most money. Made the most. Yeah, money. I think that's that's and that's if you're a fan of horror in the genre in general, that's what you want to kind of prop up most about what happened this year is that you had this small little film that wasn't even supposed to be a theatrical release that just did so well with test audiences, so they put it out in theaters, and now it's made over a hundred million dollars, and it's going to spawn probably 200. sequels. Two hundred million. I mean, great. That's and awesome. I'm saying it made the most money when Doctor Strange is in here. It made almost a billion dollars. I'm an idiot, but Doctor Strange is, should not be here. Why would somebody nominate Doctor Strange in the Multiverse <laughs> of Madness at a Scaries Award show? It's not really a horror movie. He got one scene to be be a horror director. Sam Raimi. He wore a black I'm, cape. <laughs> I was grateful for it. Yeah, but he wore a black cape. Right. <laughs> the makeup was yucky. Uh, smile is the answer for me as well. All right, the Academy Award. Choose from all the movies we've mentioned today. This is the Academy of Two. So this far- is this is the toughest. I, what are mm-hmm. your ten noms first? I did try and whittle it down to ten. To me, it's Barbarian, The Black Phone, Bones and All, Nanny, Nope, Prey, Scream, Smile, Speak No Evil, and X. 
those are my nominees. That's what I think an Academy would nominate in this particular year. As much as I like the international animated films this year, I don't think those kind of jumped into this level for me when by my grades. When you're but... deciding what to vote on here, what mm-hmm. is your prereq like what are your requirements? What's the what's the line of thinking, the logic map you're using to vote on your winner? You think it would be best picture related but I am going to pick my favorite movie, my highest grade, because it's I'm the Academy in this instance, because you're picking your winner and I'm picking my winner. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say F it and pick my favorite movie. But I think if I was doing this in the sense of who I thought the Academy of Motion Picture Sciences would, would take, if that's the correct acronym, we don't, we don't reference that acronym very often, do we? AMPAS. No. I don't think I said it right, but I don't care. Like, they would probably pick Bones and All or Nope. Or Nope, yeah, I agree. I would think those are the two most Academy-friendly of these films. But I'm choosing between, I'll be honest with you, I'm choosing between Prey and Scream. Those are my highest grades. Those are the high, like, they're B-plus 89s to 90s. I'm very pleased you were that high on Scream. You like Scream that much. Love Scream. Love the rewatch of Scream. Want to do it again before the next film want to rewatch them all before the next film maybe that's something that's going to happen very shortly in my life because i'm not sick of these horror movies yet i am going to pick prey over scream though michael it does have a point higher grade love that watched watched it with the family the brothers we all just were like high-fiving by the end of it just just a rad awesome movie scary as hell because yeah, this that was like in the room of the Mike ones or Mike twos. Who am I? Which Mike am I again? <laughs> of of the uh, you know of the horror movie experiences this year, I had some fun ones. Smile saw it early. People were nuts, running through the aisles, going crazy. Barbarian, bunch of teenagers. I didn't sit in my assigned seat because the teenagers were back there doing whatever those teenagers were doing. God Bones and all, I saw it with eleven hundred people. Shit, man, laughing I, at the most inopportune times. I watched Prey with my family, and we were all going nuts, yelling at the screen. Loved it. That's very, that's a really cool story, and that's why I was asking, like, what's the reasoning? Why? What do you put behind? Because I, I'm struggling with some of the same ideas. Like, do I want to? Well, just what's pick- your favorite horror movie of the year? If you followed my suit with me, is it Scream, or is it Speak No Evil? What's got a higher? It's grade probably for? between the two of those. Wow. It's probably, but if I'm just, but also it's like, well, do I want to champion the box office, like the leader that, which would be, I mean, I'm, I, I know I can't pick smile, but you know, when I ever get to that, if that's as good as everyone says it is, is that going to be my winner? Do I want to champion what Ty West has done, which I really am impressed by him putting out those two or what will be three movies yeah. uh, within a year span, getting them all shot and produced and, and through posts in a year. Like, what do you want to champion here? I, I, my instinct is to say speak no evil. It's been wow. a long time since I was shook by a horror movie to that extent. Like, I think the last, it wasn't even a horror movie. The last time I sat through the credits and I was just like, what the fuck just happened was, <laughs> was probably a uh, Requiem for a Dream, which was like 15 or 20 years ago at this point. Yeah. Let's be clear, people. This is not for good for good no, reasons. no, 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 no. This movie's tr- got trigger <laughs> no. warnings. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's. If we haven't been clear. It's disturbing. Like, oh, I had to watch this fun movie, says mom. It's, 
to it's depraved. It's depraved. I mean, it's a depraved. <laughs> it's, it gets into the the depravity of human beings. Like, the can fact you imagine that my those mother. people are so realistic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I cannot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, they are so realistic. That movie is, that movie is one of the more disturbing film watching experiences of my lifetime. You don't get it either. You don't like. You know something's going to happen, but you have no idea what. It works. Very very well done. Good horror movie. Speak no evil. Speak no evil is probably my winner there. But I I want to champion Scream. I want to champion X. I hope Smile lives up to the hype. I want to champion the Black Phone. I I mean, there's a reason we, you know, we we tossed around the idea of doing uh, M. Night Shyamalan trailers. We tossed around the idea of doing a couple other themes. There's a reason that 2022's The Scariest was just on 2022 movies because this has been an unbelievable year for horror. I hope 2023 follows suit. Hey, do you think we had enough for one episode today? (laughs) My voice is gone. I can't wait to listen to this back and listen to the degradation that my voice goes through for this hour and a half plus exercise. (laughs) Because I feel like I just smoked 13 packs of cigarettes right now. You do. You sound like a 1980s, early 90s movie hero. (laughs) It's going to be another two weeks before I can record again. Please don't. Please. I can't not talk about this bullshit with you for another. No, we have to like come right back, don't we? I mean, but look at my, what's coming next. I'll, I'll, you're struggling here. I'll, yeah. I'll jump right in. Like, we will never plan ahead or prepare for an episode ever again. No. I mean, can't. I am tired of tempting fate and jinxing us. <laughs> uh, that is the new MMO ethos. We will wake up. We'll go about our lives. We'll watch some movies. <laughs> then if both of us have voices and just the right amount of sanity <laughs> slash lucidity slash medication, yeah. then we'll perhaps start texting one another yeah and only after several exchanges of silly <laughs> nonsense will we then agree to perhaps possibly record that's what's coming next you know what I, I will text michael <coughs> i will text you about how i may think about researching how to drink room temperature guinness and what if we were both more irish would this situation deteriorate like it did for the banshees of Sharon? i i would you know that that's going to be what's coming up michael i will you will and then answer me with like a reference from the first twelve seasons of Family Guy, the Naked Gun films, or Correct. Seinfeld. I can't believe they're remaking Naked Gun. By the way, I'm furious. Go ahead. You will then tie that into Wakanda Forever. Yes, can't wait to see that. But I don't know if that's what we're doing doing next. I will probably just research how to drink room temperature Guinness or lie about researching it because I already <laughs> did. And you, you shouldn't do that. You should drink drink room. You should drink Guinness at like thirty eight degrees. And I will never change from how I drink Guinness. Uh, so, look, we won't see what happens because that, uh, you guys know me. I will prepare the shit out of every episode. I can't help myself. So all of this has been one great big lie. That was maybe your best monologue you've ever given. <laughs> well, I save it for the most attentive audiences at the end of our, you know, 112 minute our episodes. Mothers. That's it. <laughs> Our mothers. Hi, mom. Uh, words of wisdom. Watch horror movies year round. That's all I got, my friend. Uh, I think our audience has been telling us, like, this is what happens when we we can't review movies anymore. The more we try to do special episodes and like plan and have guests and stuff, that's where the world falls apart on us. So we just we just got to do new shows until we die. <laughs> we uh we had two guests lined yeah. up and then yep. poof. You you were just like I lie, lie, lie. <laughs> 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 
now I'm, la- now I'm laughing at you like an evil, evil horror movie uh, character. What an episode. I'm leaving all the coughs in. I don't care. This is this is the listener's penance now. <laughs> Guys, when reality sucks or your immune system sucks, hopefully you can come have some laughs and clear your throats with us. And even if you're celebrating Halloween two weeks after it happened, maybe you can have some joy in your life there too. Try not to go too crazy regardless of what happened on Election Day. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. Unless there's stuffiness in your sinuses, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all very soon. See ya.